Hey there. Welcome to War All the Time. Podcast about music and politics from a left wing perspective. My name's Zach, and I'll be your host. On today's episode, I spoke to Alex Goldfarb of the Orlando, Florida punk band Debt Neglector. They've got an EP coming out at the end of the month on Smart Punk Records called The Kids Are Pissed, and we talked about the EP, growing up political, video games, and a whole bunch more. So, here it is, the first episode of War All the Time with Alex Goldfarb of Debt Neglector. So, Alex, thanks so much for being on. You just played a couple of shows, right? How'd that go? Good, I guess that's that's how a punk show is supposed to be, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so why did you decide to follow up Atomic Land with uh, an EP? Um, you know, I think uh, EPs can be a little more digestible in a way. Um, you know, I, I think we, we wanted to put some new songs out because we, after Atomic Land, uh, we recorded it. It took like 10 or 11 months for it to even come out, so... We had already written a bunch of songs, and we wanted to get something out fast um, to sort of follow it up, because uh, I felt like we had much more to say. Atomic Land was recorded <laughs> just... All the songs were written before Trump was elected, mm-hmm. and then um, all these songs since are sort of the AT after Trump era, which there's a lot of stuff <laughs> to be pissed about, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of stuff I, you know, I found that I wanted to sing about, um, and... And that's why we sort of wanted to hurry up and get get something out, and you know we didn't want to do another full length again right away. Right. So are you still do you still have stuff written? Are you still writing more stuff now? Then um, we sort of slowed down a little bit. Um, you know, we went on tour over the summer, and um, and so we weren't writing a lot then. And then you know, waiting for this to come out, we didn't, we didn't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We ended up writing like maybe 10 songs and then picking six for the EP that sort of fit the vibe we were going for. So we still have stuff sort of in the chamber that's sort of waiting. We just don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because, you know, then we'll be sick of these songs and want to play the new <laughs> ones. And it's an endless cycle. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. This is going to be a weird question, but with your last album being called Atomic Land and looking at the cover of this one, are you all fans of the video game series Fallout? funny someone brought that up to me on tour actually like oh your whole vibe reminds me of fallout i love fallout 4 that is actually one of my favorite video games um i'm playing through it for the second time (laughs) right now but then i got derailed by the new spider-man game so but um but yes fallout is awesome and um and i totally get that (laughs) the post-apocalyptic everything right exactly oh my god the new spider-man game is incredible right it's so good I'm, i'm about halfway through Oh, it's, yeah, I just, I was at my friend's the other night, and we were taking turns playing it, and it's, man, it is so much fun. It's like those Batman games that came out a while back, except for, like, Spider-Man, which makes yeah. it, like, fun. I don't know. <laughs> it's like like the Arkham games, right? I remember, because yeah. I remember playing, like, the, uh, like, the Spider-Man 2 game when that came out, when I was, like, seven, and right. loving it, but, <laughs> but in retrospect... Like Oh, this is so so like good. The open world swinging through the city. Oh, it's badass. 
Fallout 4 I've never played. That's the only Fallout I haven't played, but New Vegas and 3 are like some of my favorite video games. See, 4 was the only one I did play. Uh, I tried to go back and play the other ones and like going, trying to go back sometimes and play older games with like <laughs> the mechanics aren't good yeah. and the graphics aren't good. I feel like it's kind of hard sometimes. No, so I, I like played them a little bit, but then I was like went back and put, started playing 4 again. So <laughs> I feel that. I've heard 4 is different though, so I don't know. Yeah, there's the whole like building civilizations thing, which I think is going to be an even bigger part of the new one that's coming out. Oh, yeah, the like online one? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I couldn't describe it because I don't even know what the hell it's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. But I, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but I am sure it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So how did you come into, obviously you're... You're a very political punk band, as a band called Debt Neglectors want to be. Um, right. How did you come into that? Were you raised in like a, a fairly left-leaning family, or is that something you grew into from your just being alive and living in America? How'd that happen? Um, I think you know my family was always you know on the Democrat side of things. You know, I remember. I have this like very vivid, vivid memory of being a kid, and um, some one of my neighbors came by and said like a super racist joke to me in my front lawn. Mm. And I remember my dad like went the fuck off on him, <laughs> like was like, "You don't say that stuff around my kid." And like I remember that I was like really young and being like, "Oh wow, this is where we stand," sort of thing, <laughs> you know. And uh, for some reason that sticks in my head, but um, I don't know. I feel I feel like punk rock got me into politics. It got me caring about the world and not just my, you know, mostly white suburban middle-class life I grew up in, you know, it made me start thinking about how the government and how, you know, society treats other people, you know, and, um, and sort of feel some empathy towards them. And, and, uh, yeah, punk rock really turned me on to like all that stuff. And there's actually a song on the kids are pissed. That's sort of like a shout out to all those bands that, um, turn me on to politics and are out there turning other kids on to politics and sort of changing the world for the better, like one punk at a time, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's New White Roses, right? Yeah, 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 that's that's what that one's about. Yeah, I thought the uh, the Red Orchestra line in there was very clever, uh, oh, hearing, hearing that. Um, man, good for your dad. I feel like that's that story is something that I feel like where I grew up in, like, rural New Jersey, that kind of thing would would just be totally normal, you know? And no one's right. going to bat an eye at that. So I'm glad to hear that. He became a Republican as he got older, which <laughs> a little bit sad to this day. We, we try not to talk too much politics when we hang out because it gets a little uncomfortable, I think, for both of us. But uh, I think that happens to a lot of people as they get older, but, like, not me. Not fucking me. <laughs> hey, good for you. I know... Um, I don't know if you had seen this, but there was a study that came out recently about how people get more conservative as they get older. And it's not that people are, you know, getting a whole lot more conservative. It's just that people of lower income statuses who tend to be a little bit less conservative don't usually live to old age as much. And that's part of what uh, what drives that. Okay. That's super interesting. I I had my own theory about that. I was thinking like... It had something to do with like, okay, as you get older, you're worrying about what you're gonna leave behind to your kids, and you don't want, you know, the government passing it all away. Like, I don't know, like that's sort of what I always thought, like happened to people. But oh, that makes so much more sense that they don't fucking live to be that long, uh, or to be around that long. Yeah. 
Yeah, your uh, your theory was a little bit less depressing, so I like that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. I'm, but now, that, now I know the fucking truth. <laughs> one, one more thing to be mad about. <laughs> Sorry, I could ruin that for you. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I wanted to know, so I, I know that debt neglectors from Florida. I don't know if you personally are, but um, I was wondering if with the Parkland shooting and the movement from our li- for our lives growing out of that had any influence on uh, the kids are pissed, at least the song, uh, yeah? Yes, that, I mean, that is like the exact impetus of why that song exists. And, um, you know, that was the second mass shooting in Florida in, in like two years. I mean, we had the Pulse thing happen oh, in Orlando, right. and uh, that was like two years before that. I mean, it's not... Too, too much too soon and uh, yeah. too much even years apart but um yeah the, it's like this this weird feeling that I was like man the, the first line of that song is, is we failed our children like shouldn't we be doing you know uh, just the thought that we should be doing a better job protecting them you know and then the Parkland shooting happens and it's like you look at these kids you look at Emma Gonzalez you look at David Hogg coming out of there and they're brave and they're standing up for you know what they think is right because they had to watch their friends get shot and killed and you know they're getting called crisis actors they're uh getting death threats on their lives and they're, and they're sitting there in the face of all of it not backing down and like taking on the nra and it's it's fucking badass and so that's what you know the song the kids are pissed is about and you know i thought it was a appropriate thing to name the album or the ep yeah, it's it's really amazing to watch. It's sad that they, you know, that obviously it's disgusting that it even happened, but it's amazing to see what they're doing with it now. Um, right, it's like something good that was born of tragedy. Right. You know, it still can be inspiring. I wish it didn't oh, yeah. exist, but it's there, you know? Yeah, bravery that I don't, I don't think a lot of adults would be able to do what they're doing even. Oh, I wish I had half the fucking courage of those kids. It's amazing. You know, that's why I'm sort of like... You know, there's something there's something positive about that song, even though you know, yeah. obviously, it's. We should, I wish we weren't in this place, <laughs> but it's like, holy shit, maybe we're gonna be okay. Because look how brave these fucking kids are, and it's awesome, you know. And I, you know, I work at a school, like I'm a teacher, oh, wow. and uh, you know, we have to have those discussions. Like, okay, we have to have these lockdown drills with our kindergartners and stuff, and it's like, how much are we even supposed to say, like, why we're doing this, and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's. I, I wish it didn't have to happen, but it does, you know, and and, and it sucks. I worked in uh, elementary school, so it's like extra sad. Yeah. Because you know, like, most of the kids, you know, they're aware. They see that this stuff happens. Like, you know, they see the news and, and they know that sometimes the school isn't safe. And, and that sucks to have to, like, know that, you know, third graders have to know that, you know. Yeah. I third grade, I, I felt like I was worried about the Ninja Turtles or whatever. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Something I, I do like about the, the song is that that's the last song on the album. So it feels uh-huh. like you just have all the, you have, you know, you open with a song about nuclear war, then you go into how healthcare is horrible. But, you know, you get through all that, but at least you end with, uh, at least you end with the, the positive song. Was that intentional? <laughs> there you go, exactly. Sort of, sort of don't leave it on the, on the worst note possible. And maybe there's hope for us after all. And that was like, almost like, um, a conscientious thing I did because yeah. I sat there. It was funny when I released Atomic Land. You know, I did a couple interviews and people were like, "Oh, what are your songs about?" I was like, "Oh my god, they're all so depressing." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm gonna try to do 
not make them all totally depressing all the time. They can be pissed off, but they don't have to be, you know, doom and gloom all the time. So that was like a conscious effort on my part to, to do something maybe a little <laughs> different this time. <laughs> I think it works. I think there's a difference between being angry and being depressing because if you're if you're angry, at least you're angry about something. And that implies right. that, like, you're going to do something about it, you know? Right. Instead of just being all defeated. Right. With all that said, with the world being uh, in tatters and uh, the president being a, a psychopath um, right. uh, and the, the revanchist right wing controlling the government, um, how oh, are oh, you... Nazis are back. They're back at... You know, like, what's that? Why are there so many Nazis now? Fuck, fucking A. <laughs> I didn't think I'd see so many Nazis in, like, 2017, 2018. It's not right. supposed to be like this. Like, I thought, I thought they were done in, like, the, the 40s when they died. Right. Uh, I mean, they've always been hiding, but God, right. just, like, uh, emboldened. And, and I just hate that. Like, you know, it's one of those things. You know, I, I remember seeing a lot of debates when um, – you know, the, the Charlottesville rally happened, yeah. and, and that girl got run over, Heather Hayer, I think her name yep. was, um, and you know, and they're like, and that dude Richard Spencer got punched, and there was a lot of debate, like, oh, you know, uh, if, if we're, are we stooping to their level if we punch <laughs> the Nazi guy? And it's like, don't be nice to the Nazi, punch <laughs> the fucking Nazi as much as you can, punch, always punch the Nazi, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like... Um, but I just hated seeing that debate. It's like, it's like, no, you're not stooping to their label. They're like literally calling for genocide. Fuck them. You know? <laughs> oh man. I'm so, I'm so glad I've, I've just been hearing so many people who, you know, you got to debate them. You got to talk to them. I'm glad to hear someone who's, who's on my side who just says, screw it. No. <laughs> right. Cause I mean, freedom of speech is important, but not for fucking hate speech. You know, it's like right. your whole platform is. You know, these people need to be wiped off the fucking planet. <laughs> and fuck you. You don't get to talk, you know? Right. That's not just like a difference of opinion. That's that's right. violent speech. That's agitating uh, violence. Exactly. So all of that said, how are uh, how are you keeping sane? How are you – what's keeping you going? Uh, you know, playing music is a good thing for me. It's uh, it, it helps me to process this stuff and yell about it. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel better. Um, you know, hopefully maybe there's a young kid out there that, you know, like me had an open mind and might get turned on to sort of start thinking about some of this stuff. Um, you know, that would be cool. Um, video games, right? Those keep me going. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that it's important to do your part. You know, I think like making sure you vote when it's your time to vote. Um, those things are good because those things matter. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just getting to yell about it, getting to yell about <laughs> it makes me just at least, if nothing else, blow off some steam about the whole situation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, since you brought it up, I'm just going to ask, uh, how do you think November is going to go? Do you have any predictions? Can we get the official, the official prediction out there? Oh, shit. Um, I'd like to think that we will get democratic control back, but I am wary. I am, you know, I'm fully ready to admit that like when Trump was running in the primaries, um, I was like, Oh, I kind of hope he gets it because there's no way he'll actually win the regular <laughs> election. 
Like that was my initial thought about the situation. And boy, was I fucking wrong. So <laughs> I am no longer optimistic about anything going right in politics. So um, I, I, I'd like to believe that enough people are pissed off about Trump to go out and, and turn the tide a little bit. Um, but I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people want it to be. Yeah, I was the same way. It was, you know, there's no way he's going to get it. This is a joke. Uh, so right. I was also wrong. I'll be the first one to say that. But I think this time, I think I have a reason to think that uh, Democrats are going to get it. I think, uh, I think, I think it'll happen. I think you're right. It's not going to be a a sweep, but I think it'll happen narrowly. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I think I'm just too scared to feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough. I'd rather I'd rather expect the worst and and uh, be surprised, right? Right, yeah. Give me some relief. That'd be great. <laughs> I think we can all use it. What can listeners expect from Debt Neglectors? What's next for you guys? Not Debt Neglectors, just Debt Neglector, to, singular. Um, <laughs> try to book some more shows. <laughs> we're, uh, the, you know, the EP will be out at the end of October uh, at Fest, um, so we're doing that. And then um, got a couple shows around Florida in November and December, and then we're trying to head to Europe in March. Oh, hell yeah. East Coast again next summer so a lot of tentative plans but we're sort of trying to map out the next year or so of our lives um luckily you know since i work at a school i know <laughs> when my breaks off work are going to be and we sort of try to plan around all that stuff oh one last thing that that just reminded me of um sure. it seems like whenever I'm, I'm i talk to people in bands a lot i do interviews a lot and it seems like half the people i talk to are teachers any idea why that is? Is it just because it's easy to schedule tours around? Do I you think, think that's how it started for me, for sure. I uh, I was like, oh, I'll just do that, you know. Because uh, I went to, I didn't go to school for education. I went to school oh. for English Lit. So I always like, really liked reading and stuff. Um, yeah, same. So, but I was like, oh, you know, as long as I have my degree, I can, you know, get a teaching job somewhere in Florida and it won't be a huge deal. And if I teach, then I have summers off. I can tour. I can do yada yada. Um, but then I actually, you know, ended up really liking it. Um, I liked being able to say, also oh, I'm going to be spending 40, 50 hours a week working for someone, at least I can make some sort of difference, you know, mm -hmm. sort of improve the world in some small way uh, for the, you know, kids and people I interact with. So it's like, it started out just sort of selfishly, like, oh, I get to be punk still. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, this is actually like, you know, there's not a ton of money in it, but it's, you know, a, a noble career path that, like, you know, I can get behind and feel good about doing at the end of the day. I don't think uh -huh. teachers get anywhere close to the amount of recognition or appreciation that they deserve. Oh, um, no, not at all. I mean, so much goes – you go have to go above and beyond so much. I mean, you're not just a teacher. You're not just, like, you know, teaching content. You're, like, a counselor, basically. You're yeah. helping the parents be parents. You know, there, there's so many things that happen um, – before school and after school, so many things you worry about on the weekends that, you know, it, it, it can be a little consuming, it can be a little stressful, but at the end of the day, like, I can't imagine sitting in an office selling fucking insurance to somebody or something. I would fucking kill myself. I don't think I could do that. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I may be exhausted at the end of the day, <laughs> but like, it still feels like I'm doing something, you know, something good. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Uh, kids are pissed. Comes out <laughs> October twenty sixth on Smart Punk, and uh, you can pre order it if you feel like it. I will. Um, 
I will put a pre-order link in the show notes as soon as I figure out how to do that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a great place to leave it. Alex, thank you for real. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.